Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic Hour. Um, perhaps it's the afternoon where you are. Perhaps it's evening. We broadcast all over the world. So um, if we left you out by saying good morning, we meant no offense. Uh, anyway, here we are a couple minutes late, but um, we are posting our show here on our uh, social media pages. And hopefully we'll be hearing from some of you shortly. And just for those of you who have tuned in um, and haven't called in, our phone number is 914-338-0164. Do press 1 if you'd like to speak with us. And we invite our listeners and our callers to join us on Facebook and on Twitter, those accounts are linked on our Blog Talk Radio profile, Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic. We did get a couple um, followers or pe- people that liked our page on our last radio show. It's a slow trickle. <laughs> it's a slow trickle, but it, we did get a few people, so we appreciate that. Um, so thank you to those people that, that liked our page um, from the last show. That being said, we do have um, we do have an invitation for those of you who are listeners of, uh, to our show. No. Uh, where are you going? <laughs> talking about unprofessional. Anyway, um, we do have an invitation to those of you who are listening uh, to the show, whether live or in the archives, um, we have a uh, competition that we've entered our cat Olive into with the Stray Cat Alliance, and that is um, for the upcoming calendar for 2022. And currently, Olive is in sixth place, which is really great. Um, and so we are inviting our followers and friends on Facebook to vote for Olive. And we're going to be tagging some of you in the post where um, we've invited, well, we haven't invited you formally yet to, to vote for her by tagging you, but we're going to be tagging those of you who are friends with us on Facebook in the post. So hopefully that will motivate you to, um, to her. There, it is a donation-based um, voting process, 
but the donation, I mean, it goes to a charity. It's a good cause. Um, the Stray Cat Alliance helps get cats off the street. It helps feral cats, and uh, it's a good way to support us. So we don't ask for donations very often. I don't think we've ever asked for donations, no. have we? Except I think last Maybe Wednesday. No, I think last Wednesday we asked for donations. So it's the first time we've ever asked for donations. Um, other than I think we asked for donations for uh, charity, um, which was... Um, we welcome donations. We welcome donations, but I mean, specifically for our show, we've never asked for donations. We did a fundraiser for, um, for, uh, for, for what charity was it? It was for, um, elephants. for elephants. Yeah. yeah. But we never specifically asked for donations for us. I think for the dogs. We asked for the voiceless dogs of NASA Bahamas. But we've never asked for donations. We do welcome donations. And if you're a regular listener, yes, I mean, donate to our show. This is something we do out of um, the goodness of our hearts. This is time and energy for us, and it also costs to broadcast our show. So we encourage you to donate to our shows. Yes. But we also encourage you to donate to this worthy cause. So we will be posting and tagging those of you who are friends with us on Facebook um, and encouraging you to donate to this charity um, and yeah. to donate to Olive. You know, uh, we Olive's, just got word uh, that uh, Neil fame. Sedaka made yeah. a donation. Neil Sedaka made a donation to uh, Olive's calendar. Oh, calendar girl. Yeah. Sorry, it took me a moment. But, I'm uh, stumbling. I have a summer cold. I have a summer cold, so I'm stumbling a little bit today. I, I, summer colds suck. Well. It's, it's always, I mean, it's never good to feel congested, but during summer, you know, when it's hot out, it's no fun. Winter it's, cold, no, it's Well, it's not fun, but at least you can feel like, you know, you want to snuggle up in bed and get warm. I mean, in summer, you, you know, who wants to get in bed in the heat? <sighs> anyway, you know the pollen and everything going on, and yeah, and I'm uh, it's itchy. And let's hope that that um, that fire is put out soon. Uh, horrible fire. Oh, up in uh, Greenville. Yeah, I know it's terrible. What's happening? The whole town was decimated again. Yeah, and the trees and the animals. So let's put out a good energy for that. Who cares about the people? <laughs> well, some of those are started by, you know, the, that fire was started by the uh, electric company. They didn't. Yeah, again, jerks. And yeah. guess who gets guess who gets to pay for their mistake? Yeah. The people. They, they raise their rates because they screwed up. Yeah. That's what happens. They they raise their rates because they made mistakes. So who ends up paying the consumers? It, it's disgusting. Uh, corporations. Well, this planet. Uh, anyway, uh, but this is a psychic show, so we've so got to switch gears now. Okay. After a little bit of share share and tell and current events. And complaining. Okay, so let's bring on, we have 303. It's Allison. Allison is back, and she did not call back on Wednesday, but we're glad she called back today. Now that we have better audio. Hello? 
Hi. Oh, you're back in business now. I think <laughs> I caught the, I caught the yeah I caught the very end of the of the uh, part two. So you did a few days oh, ago but, at the very end of it. I just caught the end of it. So I I okay. you were able to get the problem solved enough to we get did. on the air again. We did. Second, we did. Second time. We did. Yeah. Second time around. Yeah, I listen to you guys sometimes live, and then sometimes I um, like through my computer, and or or through or through the archives. You know, so I follow okay. pretty regularly, but I don't call it oh, good. often. Yeah. Well, that's good so, to know. Wanted to call, kind of, especially because I am a really long-time listener. That you uh, know, last time we last time we talked, I was. I was living in Phoenix, Arizona, and now I'm actually actually I am finally in Florida. So I made the move across the country finally. Right. Thanks for reminding us. It's great. Wow. So are you loving it? I remember on the last the last time we talked, Neil mentioned honeycomb or beehive. Bees. Bees. He mentioned bees. Yeah. I always remember that. So anything come up about bees because it's such a, a an odd, I mean for Florida it's a kind of an odd yeah. hit. So did something come up? Yeah. I did. I I did look them up. There there is a um, I I don't know if it's right in. I'd be a little bit more in the you know a little bit more, um, uh, you know out, just outside of town. I don't know if it's specifically this part of Florida or just elsewhere. State, but um, there was some honey, uh, honey bee um, cultivation, raising of the bees, caring for the bees, that kind of thing. And you can buy local honey here as well that's produced by the bees that are, um, you know, care, uh, I, I don't know if I'm, um, you know, honey, honey farming. I don't know what the right word is for the yeah, you know, I cultivation, yeah. you know, bee farms. I think they might be called bee farms. Okay. No, I haven't seen one personally. I haven't seen yeah, one didn't I say that? Wasn't that what but, I said? I think I said maybe there's like bee honey. Yeah. I think I was speculating that maybe that that was what I, I'm not sure yeah. if I did on the radio, but I think I think I did. Think well, so maybe there's honey. I was right about that. Well, I'll be. I'll be. It's so funny, and every time I see, you know, walk by and I see a little local shop that, you know, little gift shop and, the, you know, local honey available or, you know, something like that. I think about that, what Neil said, because it was just so well, odd, like you said, you know. Supported, I, I personally, like, I don't like honey at all, personally. I just oh. don't like it. So, well, for you me, buy- it, it, it's not, it's it's nothing that I go, boy, and I get to have some great honey, anything like that. Well, well if there's anything you can buy it for, yeah, like as gifts, yeah. a gift, if there's anybody you can gift it to, then do that. At least that, you know, you're making that um, contribution. contribution. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay, but what, so, okay, enough about honey and. <laughs> enough about the bees. Um, well, I actually was wanting to, and I, you know, I, I know that we kind of touched on it a little bit, you know, um many months ago when I was still living in the god-awful desert of Phoenix. And, um, sorry, it was not a good, it was not a good, 
it was not a good living situation. Um, hey, um, I know numerologically um, that uh, there's some that the numbers point to you know this being kind of a new chapter and things like that. Um, gosh, I'm trying to remember what it is because I'm 64 now. I turned 64 in March, and which is and so you're still uh, actually you're actually walking around really at that age. You're you're able to you're mobile. I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> I hope to be mobile until the day I'm I can't just, be mobile anymore, which is I'm the day that sorry. I I'm bail bail from the planet. <laughs> but yeah. I I will say that it has been um, you know, and I'm really I'm in a good state, really you know, geographically. Yes, state. I know. Uh, it's but, great but, to be back by water for me. Esoterically, I'm a bit esoterically. Yeah, it's a great. It's great. I, but I'm having some. Uh, but the, it has uh, it, it has been a hard landing. Um, it has been. A, I, I moved here. I, I arrived here in May. It took me about ten days to drive across the country, and um, I landed here in May. So, but I'm in a rental home, and there's been some issues with the landlord, even from the almost from the beginning. And my health is. Uh, there were some uh, very serious health issues that I, I had actually in Arizona that I had to. I had to bring with me because I couldn't get them taken care of in Arizona. So now, there. This is a really big, big thing uh, happening right now that I need to get taken care of for about the next year and a half. So it's going to be some really heavy-duty uh, surgeries and uh, recoveries. So it's not. It's, it's not yes, like but, everything is light, light and gay. It's you know, it's oh, no. kind of dark and and really, really painful and challenging. So I just wanted to see if there was something in the numbers that might uh, look positive down the road. <laughs> well, in the interest of time, are you? I mean, are you able to share with us what your health issues are? Are you? I mean, do you want to keep it private? I mean, yeah. You want to? You want to keep it private? Yes. Oh yeah, I mean these are things that you know I would I would not disclose to anyone really even I mean you know I mean like even a person it's just you know it's just that they're very serious okay. health issues that require um, surgical interventions uh, not the, not one surgery but a couple different surgeries at different times with very long recovery periods in between and it's to be very very demanding and very. Um, I won't say immobilizing, but but the kind of surgeries that you don't just—it's not like a like a knee replacement these days, where after a couple of days you're kind of out of the hospital and you're out walking around, you know, slowly, but you're building, building your. Okay. You know, so it's not. It's not like, like let that. me let me ask this, because I know you don't want to reveal it. It's so it's not right. like an orthopedic issue. We're talking a more serious issue where it's orthopedic issues can be very very serious. Okay. Okay. But anyway, I, I'm not really. Um, yeah, you don't want really, to feel it. No, it's really no one's business, and I, and I don't mean that. You know, I just mean it's no, no one's it's business. Really but, you know, very no. private person, anyhow. But particularly with that kind of stuff. But anyway, the, the point being, the point being that um, this is um, something that uh, has been uh, uh, a year and a half coming and it doesn't get any better so it's been quite a quite a long journey um just to uh, get through uh the last year and a half 
without the medical help that I needed. And then, of course, it got worse. And then things are here in Florida or kind of, oh, you know, they're kind of like under a black cloud. Have you have have you have you connected with a physician there yet? No, I've I've got it. I've, I'm lining that up already. I've already done tons and tons and tons of research about who who can handle this and all that kind of stuff. So I'm doing my like I am definitely doing doing the um, very 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 committed to what needs to happen. And then work work wise. No, I'm not. I'm not working. I'm You're not working. working. No, I'm retired. You're done I'm working. Okay. Well, I don't know if I'm done. I'm never done. Working. If you saw the yard, I have to take care of. You would laugh. Yard, <laughs> I have to take care. Is but as far as getting paid, you don't chore. have to punch a clock. You don't have to punch a clock anymore. Correct. You don't have to worry about that. So that's 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 one yeah. stress that is not going to be yeah. part of your life anymore, which is has been yeah. a constant. As far as as long as we've known you, that's been a that's been that's been something that's plagued you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the yeah. job aspect. Oh, yeah, yeah, my my yeah, that's definitely it's definitely been a downer in my life for sure. Yeah. So that's one good thing. Okay. You know, I, by I I was kind of running through the months uh, <sighs> psychically. And when I got to January, it felt like you were doing better. So if we look at each succeeding month in terms yeah. of your uh, medical situation, it appears as though things improve at some point, And then in January, you're doing fine. If that that's makes really any sense. And that's really interesting. Um, the, um, Partly because, and again, you know, you, you don't know that, you know, and again, you know, the details of the medical situation no. are, 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 you know, I know what they are, but um, um, it would be, I might be doing better, but um, the, because it's two separate surgeries and two long recoveries per surgery, um, a, quite a long recovery period for each surgery. Um, I I would be well. I'm not gonna say I would. I mean, it's kind of like one of those situations where you know that you have to do two or three or four or something, and it's gonna be a very long process. But every each one that you do, each step, you know, let's say let's say you have to have four surgeries, you're not you don't feel great, you don't feel good, you you don't you you don't feel great after after the first one, but if you a step one step toward feeling better as you do the next three surgeries. It's like that's very incremental, I should say. That's the word I'm looking for. Like really incremental. And by January, I will definitely not be out of the woods with both of them. And I definitely will not even be out of the woods with the first one. But I might be at least heading down a better direction. That will probably be an story, if not sooner than that, actually. So that's something to look forward to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, that makes that makes somewhat sense. If we're looking at vibrations of months, and you're it was uh-huh. getting a vibration by January, you're doing better. That makes sense uh-huh. with your uh, calculations. She's um right. she's 64. You're you're born 57, right? Correct. 57. So she's 64. She's on her 16th cycle of her master number now. Right. So. Right. 
No, no, no. She's a four. What? What's her birthday? Three fifteen fifty-seven. Oh, fifty-seven. Yeah, she's. Uh, she's her, yeah, yeah. I'm fifty-four, so that would make oh, it nineteen fifty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's 57, she's 64, and she's a four. So she went through the 16th cycle of her master number on her last, I mean, she's in her 16th cycle now. So this yeah. move, everything that's going on in her life, yeah. obviously signifies this huge change that she's going through. Yeah. 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 Which is Very great. So. Which is Fantastic it, it is, having this change, but you know, of course, it, the change presents challenges. Yeah, at times. Yeah. Yeah, and the, and the, and the living situation has been a bit, quite a bit more of a challenge than that's the living situation does. It's 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 a rental home, so um, you know, so and I live on my own, so at least I don't have right. to have a room anymore. Right. Exactly. You took words right out of my mouth. I was going to say you don't yeah. have a room which has been a problem also for you in the past because you've yeah. had these problems, you know, difficult roommates. Yes, Don't yes I have. I, I actually was assaulted by one where I had to file a police report. So, yeah, I've been done. I've been through a lot of hell with living with, with people. It's definitely been, um, you know, if I ever wanted to write a book about, about, about some really unpleasant people, <laughs> that would be the first place I'd go would be my roommates. <laughs> But anyway, but the landlord here is definitely, I mean, it's a private, they're a private couple. It's not like a uh, corporate landlord kind of situation, you know, where you're just paying money to, to, you know, some big corporation in Dallas, Texas that you will never even meet, you know. So the home situation is not as, the home, unfortunately, and I really say this with a lot of sadness, unfortunately, the home situation is not as, um, what's the word I'm looking for, um, uh, comforting as I need it to be as I address my health issues. Like yeah. I need my home to be my sanctuary and free of stress and really supportive. Yeah. And well, unfortunately, without going into the details, the landlords have been a little bit irritating. So. Well, I mean, welcome to the real world. I mean, yeah, unfortunately, I mean, unfortunately, Life is not always going to present us with ideal situations, you know. You know, I mean, we, no, I we have situations around us in our neighborhood that we're not happy with, and I mean, you know, it's just that's that's unfortunately the way it is. We have to live with it. You can't control everything in your environment, unfortunately. So, and and. and, and you know, so I, yeah, I I understand, and I really don't understand. again. And you know, I've I've, I've moved about sixty four times. You know, I know lots of things about landlords and roommates. Sixty four times, really which is strange, and all that stuff. Like another yeah. that would be like my book number one. And and but the but the the point I was trying to make here is, you know, under any other, if my health were if my health were if I if if, I, if my health were in a, in a good vitality. And that means also the mind because of the mind-body connection. When you yeah. are in, you know, when you are in really severe chronic pain, I mean really severe, 24-7 for very long it does things with your mind. The home needs, that's when the home, you need your home to be supportive of you, whatever that means to you. When it's not and it's just another stressor, that is more stress 
on you, on the, not just you, on, on, the, on the body and on the, on, on the mind. It's not helpful. I, Allison, yeah. let when me tell sick, you, you know, we can relate. Uh, we can, Neil and I can relate. I mean, we can relate to chronic pain, having chronic pain, living around people who don't respect. I mean, yeah. we live in a nice neighborhood. You know, we, we're not renters, but, you know, so not uh-huh. renting doesn't solve your problem necessarily. Um, and, yeah. and, you know, yeah. having people around you that don't respect yeah. and don't yeah. adapt, you know, it's like yeah. you just you, not being a renter doesn't solve your problem necessarily. And oh, no. so we I relate. We relate. We relate. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and, and people don't give a, a shit, <laughs> you know, yeah. whether yeah. you have chronic pain or not. You know, yeah. noise factor, you, I've got migraines, yeah. chronic migraines, yeah. people don't care. Uh-huh. I get migraines as well, by the way. I get migraines. Oh, yeah. I, um, I know that. Mine are bad, really bad. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. What? Well, there's no thing that's a good migraine. Allison, I kind of check in anyway, just because it finally got, finally got over it myself across the country, thank God, and then I, uh, but, but I come with all this baggage, let's say, and it's really big baggage, and the interesting thing in my observation, you know, if I had done the math, I would have done it, I would have done it earlier, right, to my point here, which is, whatever reason, you know, my, my birth year, my birth year, it always matches the universal year, we're in a, we're in a universal year of life. And my, in the way my first year and first month they calculate, my, so my personal year is always the same as the universal year. It's always the same every single year. It never changes. Okay. It's always mirrored. So we are the universal five year or global five. Year, if you want to call it that. And um, and I'll tell you in the course of my all the years, you know, we have the personal year of one through nine. The five year is always really. Um, disharmony, a, disharm- a disharmonious to me. It's so bizarre. It doesn't mean it's always bad, but it tends to be a year where I just go, oh, just get me out of this mess. Every five years, every five years, number five years has been like that. And it's so bizarre because I remember I remember what you, what Neil has, you know, that this being the master, oh, was it my master numbers, as what, the 16 times Four, that you know, the sixteenth incarnation of my master number. So it should be a good year, and maybe it really is. Maybe it's just kind of a, a the overlay is bad, but the foundational of the sixteenth, the sixteenth incarnation, the master number, is actually really positive because well, it's a new chapter. Well, so I know that. My and Neil, you can know, pitch in on this if he wants to. Yeah, I'm really interested to hear his mm-hmm. it take on that. Neil, you want to say something about that? I mean. Well, uh, Allison, remember, listen, your your master number is four. It's made up of 31. 31 is in your first two numbers. You have a four between your one and five. 1957 becomes a four. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your heart situation, the centralized location of your body is your heart, and that's your theme. 
but it's made up of diversity of, of opposites. It's not an equal number. 31 is not equal between one and five, and of course, 1957. So there's no even numbers there, but nonetheless, your master number is four, which is heart situation, which might be correlated to your health problems in some form. The heart's always part of the process of any healing across mm-hmm. the heart and lungs, breathing, uh, even if it's chronic pain. But the idea that uh, that your heart situation, what you've got to do is center all your consciousness. You talk a little bit about some awareness about the body, mind, and soul. So oh, what yeah. you need to do is have a strong communication between your breath and your heart, your breath and your heart, your breath and your heart. Even if you can control, manipulate your heartbeat, breathe faster, understand how your heart beats faster, breathe slow, slower, understand how your heart breathes uh, slower. I always recommend people get a stethoscope and listen to their heart under different, you know, listen to the beat of the heart. But if you can control your breathing and your heart level, you can get through this operation and recuperate faster than you think. Hmm. And that's because of the specifics of the of the of the numbers that you the numbers you just mentioned, or just in general, you this is kind of a lot of It's general. Yes, a general statement, but it's specific to your code. Because in your okay. code, you came in with heart drama. You have an imb- well, you have in your code, Allison, there's an imbalance of the heart. Mm-hmm. The 31 is an imbalanced heart energy. I mean, you are a master number four, but 31 is not a balanced heart energy. Moreover, uh-huh. you've got a four between the one five, five, Mm -hmm. seven. um, uh, I'm sorry. One, nine, five, seven is, is a four, but it's all broken up. So it's, it's, that's not a balanced energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not like you're a, you're born on two two. I mean that comes in with problems anyway. <laughs> a two two is problematic, but for different reasons than like a six one. So that's so that's 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 what Neil's referring to in terms of okay. the fear code. Okay. Okay. That's, that's interesting to know. Yeah. Okay. So that's uh, that's uh, something to. Uh, really keep in mind as I uh, go through uh, this kind of health 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 repairs. I'm going to call them health repairs. I guess that's really the best way to put it. And uh, it's uh, definitely going to be very demanding, <laughs> which is which is interesting to me. Like if I were to pick a word for this, like a an adjective to describe the number four generally would be demanding. That it's either that the your life is demanding, like hard work, like hard work. It's not is or very task oriented or things that are just you have to really persevere. It's, there's nothing light and breezy about a four. It's well, all, that's all, probably it's, because it's all labor. You know, it's that's, labor well, that's probably. 
Yeah, that's probably because in your, I mean, because it's your master number and on a, and some, yeah. like, on some, I mean, it's on some subliminal level, you're, you're translating that to your, the way that you've had to move through life. Um, and that it hasn't been easy for you. And so that's, you know, it's my guess. Uh, you know, the, the uh, issue of your heart is due to stress. And it's my guess that in your formative, formative years, you, you, uh, my guess is that your needs weren't met, that your mother might have been a little bit neglectful in coming to your aid. I'm not sure, but my guess is that you had a kind of harsh upbringing and your mother wasn't overly nurturing. I, maybe I'm wrong. But that's my no, guess. You're, no, you're, no, you're not. No, you're not wrong. In fact, in fact, okay. you're not only right, but it's even worse than you're saying it is. So you're yeah. on the right mm-hmm. path. It's more no. it's worse than you're saying, but you're in the ballpark. Yes, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Well, my my approach is on the worst note. I'm trying to be diplomatic okay. because oh, I okay. feel well, that right. your I feel that <laughs> your health problems, uh, Allison. I feel that your health problems resulted from the the core of that issue, mm-hmm. which brought on stress, which ultimately over time evolved into your health problems. So I think your health problems are rooted psychologically, but by not being cared for as a child, but due to mm-hmm. a neglect mother, neglectful mother. Now, if you mm-hmm. think of that and you re envision your, your past and you fantasize that it was fantastic, and you had a perfect upbringing, if you fantasize that way, you're going to change the chemistry of your brain and the signals going to your heart. It's much better to fantasize and get better than it is to live in reality and be chronic. That's my uh-huh. philosophy. Make up a story, uh-huh. fairy tales. That's why we have fairy Well, fairy tales are actually pretty Yeah, dark. I was going to yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. That's why they call yeah. Grimm's fairy the tales. The Grimm's, well, they were the Grimm brothers. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, but they but were anyway, Grimm. We're on the same page, Allison. That's where it's stemming uh-huh. from. So, and I think that you have had to, to, to result, you have had to resort to self-medication so if your mother neglected mm-hmm. you, I could imagine you as a child rocking in your room by yourself, grasping, well, holding sad. yourself. You know, that kind of neurotic uh, behavior that is trying yeah. to be self-nurturing probably was your history. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Actually, um, I, 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 I'm not I'm not autistic, and you know, in the in the I hate this word, you know, diagnosed. Kind of way. But I often feel because of that particular, the way that I was take, not taken care of and sort of my mother's um, problems, that, and I'm the oldest of the two kids, so I really got bored the brunt of a lot of her, her, her psychosis. Yeah. Um, that happens. I almost feel I could have easily, like I was very borderline autistic just in the way I didn't. I didn't go that direction, but I definitely feel that it, it that like I was very on the perimeter perimeter of it because of the kind of isolation that I was forced into very very young um, by her, and um, and 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 she actually said uh, 
she had a uh, an interesting I don't call it interesting. She she had a philosophy or belief or mindset that um, children that children uh, that she wanted to leave. I don't know. I don't know if this applied so much to to my sister, but she definitely applied it to me. You know that you go off and play in your room. That she didn't feel that people that that you should be able to entertain yourself. You know, and that as a child, you should be able to entertain yourself. 100% on, you know, on your own, and and that way the parents or other people don't have to be around entertaining you. And in a way, I see the value of that. Value of that. But it also makes you very isolated because you're forced to live, like, by yourself very early on, which is why a lot of people who are forced into that situation become writers because they invent stories. She did. She, you were a writer. Neil was saying, "What kind of work did you do?" And I was mentioning that you did newspaper work and you lived in Japan. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then you did. But but while we were talking to you, you were trying to get work doing like stuff at Costco. You wanted to abandon yeah. writing. But what you yeah. know, I wanted to ask. Neil was talking about your mother, but I wanted to ask about your father. What happened? What was your relationship with your father like? That's uh, funny. Uh, of passing is coming up this Sunday, so he's very much, he's very, very much on my mind, and we had a very different relationship than my mother and I did. I mean, there was no, there was like, there was like, there were night and day. They ended up divorced, by the way, so it was never a good marriage to begin with. Okay. Um, it was very intense. My father and I had what I will call a huge battle of wills. He was, he was very German, very, very, like he was very, he was not from the military, but he like he missed, like he could have easily have been a military general. He had a great military strategy, strategic, you know, stra- like strategy, mathematical, engineering. You know, he really very highly intelligent, but man, he was the disciplinarian. He was late. It was his way or no way. So, I thought he would be a, a really strong. Uh, you know, yeah. strong person. But you see that Very. between uh, overly strong, non-nurturing, yeah. but overly strong, and then yeah. a neglectful mother produced right. a division in you that was somewhat karmic. You went yeah. internally, and because of your five and your number, you went to writing, but the writing was, was induced by the home environment. That's the one. So the one mm-hmm. five represents trauma and home that results through yeah. your, your sense of balance was through writing. Yeah. And that became your internal expression because otherwise if you didn't have that you would have you would have imploded. So writing Yeah, became, I would not have made it. I think I would have actually gone like incredibly schizophrenic and just an early death by various means. Um it's you know it's funny because I like a diary kind of journaling at a really young age. I mean, I love to read. I always loved being read to, and I was always really word-oriented. That's just who I am. I remember writing really a lot of personal writing, keeping a diary, keeping a journal at a really young age, and it was my only outlet. It was the only place that that I felt that I got to exist. Because otherwise, you know, once I came out of room, my room it was war. It was a war zone. 
So um, writing really was my lifeline. It really, truly was. Really young age, and then really happy, joyful that I was, you know, had a lot of natural gifts in writing. And so it was not a hard thing for me to do. It was natural to sit down and put pen to paper. Yeah, I, 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 I understand that. I mean, I was a big reader, big reader. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'd like a stack of books and I huh? rip through. I mean, just tear through them over a weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I was a kid, yeah. I loved reading. Yep. Loved, loved, and, loved, and loved it. And the, light, and the library was summer reading programs. I loved doing those. It was, it was the joy of my life was going into books. And not only because, it's not just because I love to read. I was just always really highly, highly literal and, and literate. But also literate. It, got, it was an escape from the hell of my family. I could go into a whole different life, whole different world in a book, and everything that was going on around me just, you know, until until somebody, you know, interrupted, was, you know, it was gone. It was shut out. It was like going to a movie, you know, where you just need to forget your reality for a while, and then, of course, your reality comes back. But at least for two hours or an hour, you are free. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you, you, it's, it, it's revealed in your voice, it's revealed in your behavior, it's revealed in your numbers, your birth date. Um, but anyways, your journey is ultimately uh, spirituality linked with communication. So continue to write, take it up to the heights of your, your, your sense of spirituality and induce that energy into the relationship within yourself. Yeah, and even though you don't, I mean, now, obviously, you can do it for pleasure. You don't have to worry about going out into the workforce. Try to reinvent your, you know, what, I, now I, there's no worry about having to make a living off of writing. So there's, you can do something with writing that doesn't have to be, you know, a, a career so, you know, try to figure out something that you can do that can be a, a pleasure to yourself rather yeah, than right. it has to be, you know, a, you know, where you're writing for a newspaper or, or yeah. something that has to sustain your, your income and livelihood. Yeah. yeah. And responsibility. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All righty. Well, um, I really, I, I will really take the, no pun intended. I'll really take the heart what you said about the, you know, the involving the heart, the, you know, the heart here, you know, the, the heart in the, in this um, period of um, intensive medical attention, and I will be, um, you know, um, uh, it's just really nice to touch bases again. It's been quite a while since we talked, and life is definitely different so i do listen like i said regularly to the archives or just you know online while you guys are live and i always hearing you um you both contribute in your own ways um in the discussion and or you know doing numbers for other people it's really quite interesting so thank you just for being on the air i'm not on facebook by the way i'm not on facebook never been on facebook so i I can't follow you 
But we I know, we know, know I call you in, in, in other ways. <laughs> oh, we appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, Allison. You're welcome. Yeah, thank okay. you. Okay. Thank you both. Okay. Bye. Okay. Good luck. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Okay. So um, we've only got like 10 more minutes. <laughs> 10 more minutes. And I kind of felt left out because you guys were talking about the reading. And there's so many, uh, I feel left out. I feel a little bit embarrassed because there's so she many. You said your name, not mine. I well, feel left out. <laughs> I don't quite understand. Cause oh, I'm so congested. There's so many weeds in my garden, in our garden, that I'm actually a poor weeder. But you guys. <laughs> um, I'm whiny. Um, the, you know, the, the idea of that. Well, Olivia Newton-John. Uh, she got physical. Yeah. Let me hear your body talk. Our body talks. It talks to us. It starts, we think it's the brain. And the brain is articulate. It's articulate and it's emotional. Some of our brains are articulate. Some the of us reason, have articulate brains. Not everybody's brains articulate are articulate. No. And talking about ticks. Now we get into neuro- neuroses, but we're not talking the, about. Never mind. <laughs> having ticks in heart. I know I was going to say something else. But, but the, anyway, the reason that the heart has become an emotional center of the body is because we, primitively speaking, our heartbeat registers our emotions when we're excited, when we're the heartbeat when we're tired, when we're the heartbeat is a language. So we considered that the heart speaks. Doctors, when they listen well, to your heart, yeah, they have a wealth of information. Yeah, when you when you get excited, the heart races, and of course, when you are more calm, when you sleep, the heart slows. So yeah. it so very clearly registers. The heart has become emotion. A, a center of communication, and everything moves towards the centralized position of our body because the heart is actually the balanced section of the body regarding the chakras, three above and three below. The three below are also forms of communication. Every chakra communicates. So your first chakra is going to communicate. We won't get into that right now. The second chakra communicates. The third chakra communicates. The third chakra actually talks. It, it, the third chakra has sounds it makes. Uh, they all have sounds they make, come to think of it. But, but every chakra, when you think about it, speaks. Every chakra speaks. If you say, well, the seventh chakra doesn't speak, well, it sweats. It, You're the, <laughs> my, it, top of my head doesn't really sweat. Well, anyway. it's got to because it's pores and that's, the heat escapes through the head. So, I know. I, so the, I know. the energy, every chakra has its, I mean, the fifth chakra, of course, it talks. But every chakra has its own language. So our body is a jungle of sounds. We're no different than the deepest jungle where all the animals are talking at once. Our body is a jungle, and it talks constantly. It's just not to the voice. So obviously, when we put it together, 
you can understand the notion that we are a talking vessel from head to toe. We talk constantly. Aside from that, we're putting out energy constantly. What's going on in our body also has an internal language with the blood flow and the molecules and the digestive system. Everything is so busy that it, it's, it's almost, you know, I really feel bad because the, the whales that are dying, not only because we're depleting them of their food. Right. And, think, and I want to say, wait, well, but, I want to say think twice, people, before you eat fish, because we are overfishing. And that's, yeah. that's I mean, we're depleting the food for these whales, and they are dying because of that. But the soundtrack so, of the ocean, that's true. The soundtrack of the ocean people to consider. has absolutely disturbed the environment of the sea. Our ships, our motorboats, the sonar, the, everything that we do, all the underwater activity that we do, above and below the water, has absolutely d- disrupted the, the ocean world. C- cows... Whales can't call out to their calves. They're they're see, they're see you're talking about sea There's cows. no communication anymore. It's it's overflowed by human activity, just like it is in the environment with birds. We we have absolutely depleted, destroyed, disrupted the ocean environment. That's why I think for those listeners who care. Uh, contribute, donate to like Ocean Conservancy, Ocean Conservancy, the whales, we're, and the coral reefs. We're just destroying everything in terms of the soundtrack of the ocean world. When we get into the soundtrack of the ocean world, we correlate it to the soundtrack of the ocean world within our body because we're basically 90-some percent water. Can you imagine that? We're basically water creatures, and there is a soundtrack within our body. But if we disrupt it by drugs, by alcohol, by neuroses, by negative critical thinking, negative thinking, we are destroying the environment of our bodies. Uh-oh. <laughs> by, by even by, by the sheer fact that the, the brain, like a ship, sends out sonar and disruptive sounds, explosions. Our brain explodes with our ideas. Our brain explodes with our vibrations. Whenever we think something, the environment, the inner environment of our bodies explodes with sounds. That's why people who meditate and um, go into deep, solitary, quiet surroundings, inner and outer, the tranquility of the inner body becomes a silent sea of, of, equal, of an equilibrium that is so healthy that it's quite remarkable. Right, but the idea of meditation is not to just set aside, a, you know, a period of 30 to 60 minutes a day to, to, to balance the mind and the body for that period, but it's to set a standard for the rest of those 23 and a half to 23 hours a day where the, you know, you're, you're, you're setting a standard for the rest of the day 
Yeah. Or not just that period of time. So it's, right. it's a consistency. It's, it's, it's about setting a consistency. Exactly. Yeah. Some people meditate for 30 minutes to an hour and then they go out and, you know, obliterate themselves with alcohol and party and gossip. Yeah. And, you know, so it's, it's, well, it's, it's fruitless. You know, uh, I ran one, I ran <coughs> one red light cause, um, I stopped at three others. You know, you don't, you have to be consistent. Of course, there's consistency of energy is, is vital. So you don't want to negativity, a little bit of negativity goes a long ways. And it isn't to say that we can't be critical or that emotions can't range into a negative part of right. But it's about it's about how to control how that negative right. Controlling the negativity is it, without overwhelming the rest of the oh, without overwhelming the positive energy one produces is the key. Yeah, because then, I mean you can certainly. <laughs> be, I mean, you, well, you, you know, you, I mean, you've even, you've even expressed on the radio, you know, how you can put out negativity. Oh, that's bullshit. (laughs) No, but you know, I mean, you recently said on a radio show how you called a guy, what, what, what what example did you use about how you called a guy a moron because he did something, but I mean, you know, it's an example of someone who maintains a pretty high positive energy most of the time, but can notice how to put out a negative energy well, in, you know, and, and balance it in a way that doesn't affect your whole system. I think there's a beauty in the Pe- language. You know, t- Sir, I love the scene Robert Bolt, Man for All Seasons, when Sir Thomas More, who was a man of what great What did you elegance, call people? What was the example that you used where you called the guy a more? Oh, because he used... <laughs> you can know it was the guy who was... the spraying the spraying the neighbor's property with insecticides. That's yeah. what it was. And you went up and said, what are you doing, you idiot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, don't you know that kills, kills other, other, other uh, creatures besides the ones you're killing? It's, it, it, there's a, a lot, uh, you know, a, there's yeah. a, you know, the, the, the well, lizards eat a, the, it, right. the insects, the birds eat the insects and, and it's, and it's killing the whole, uh, I think the put down, I mean, when we get, you know, you know for those who are interested, of... read Man for All Seasons, read Serenal de Bergerac. Serenal de Bergerac, uh, Rostand, and Serenal de Bergerac gives a brilliant soliloquy about how to give a proper insult. You know, oh, sir, your nose is rather large. goes into a, one of the greatest speeches in drama about what a proper insult should sound like. And it's a beautiful speech. Um, so I believe in the eloquence, in the eloquence, artistry eloquence. Of, of, uh, of, of, a, of a good insult. Um, but, but, you know, well, you this have to poor know guy, I mean, <laughs> this, this poor guy, I mean, he was blindsided and doing his job. I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, my word has it, he became a beekeeper. <laughs> but, anyway, uh, okay, we're out of time. We're out of time back on the air on Wednesday. Hopefully you won't catch my cold and we'll be all back to normal by that time. And uh, yes, we encourage you to vote for support the Stray Cat Alliance. We'll be tagging our friends on Facebook in our post here coming 
a little bit later today. So expect that, people. And uh, we'll be speaking with you soon. Bye-bye.